0: and welcome to soul talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, today I wanted to ask you about something that I feel like everybody can relate to in some way or another, whether it be that you find yourself in a temporary funk or that this is a chronic issue. And that is getting stuck in the negative rut. And what I mean by that is I, everybody at some point finds themselves sometimes in what I'd call a negative headspace. Sometimes it's more temporary, sometimes it can be more chronic. But when you just find that you're just looking at the negative side of things it's hard to focus on the positive i might find myself complaining too much or criticizing too much or just that sort of negative outlook on life so when i can first of all i I need to be able to catch myself to recognize i'm in this place but how would i get out of this negative thinking kind of headspace how can i make that switch to transition even if i'm aware that i'm there how do i get out of it
1: right um you know, recently somebody asked me a very sim- similar question and he asked me, well, what he was talking about his wife and that she was in this negative space. And, and he asked me, you know, what could he say to her? And I said, you know, I, I, I think the problem is not what you can say to her because it's not this thought or that thought. It's, it's the background that it's all happening on, which is a state of mind. I said, you know, sometimes it's like painting on a rusted surface. Nothing's going to stick.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: can have a conversation with somebody, and you're making a tremendous amount of sense, and nothing's nothing's moving, nothing's changing. They're not responding, and that's because the problem isn't this thought or that thought. the th- The problem is their very mindset. It's like it's like painting again on on rust. Like the paint just doesn't stick because there's a mindset. And sometimes we get into this mindset, which isn't this thought or that thought. It's this background. And what you need to do is break that, break that mindset state. And it might have nothing to do with philosophy or anything. It might mean just turn on the radio with some great music and start to dance, you know, and just break that state of mind, or get on your treadmill, or whatever, uh, or 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 maybe watch uh, some some movie, some positive, happy movie, uh, or or even you know watch some clips of a kosher comedian, you know, clean comedian, and just laugh. Uh, but it, it you know sometimes people try to get out of their mindset. Uh, with the same mechanism that really got them into the mindset. And you and, and you can't cure a problem with the same mindset that created the problem. Mm. And what you need to do is you have to change the mindset, which is like, it's like breaking the state of mind. Uh, I, I recall, but I'm not 100% sure, but I seem to recall reading something from Rabbi Nachman of Bretzlev that said sometimes the best thing to do is just go to sleep. <laughs> and wake up new, new the next morning. And, um, you know, and, and once I, I, I did once, uh, you know, so, so the first thing is how to break your mindset. Uh, the other thing is also, um, we, we're in this constant conversation with ourselves, I believe. And I once heard a philosopher say that we'd be better off talking to ourselves than listening to ourselves. Because when we listen to ourselves, there's this negative chatter going on in the background, you know. You know, very often. And I, I read an article that claimed I can't remember, but it was some incredible number of thousands of negative thoughts that drop into our mind a day. I can't remember the number. I was thinking, who counted that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. And um, and again, it, it, we have to become proactive in talking over that negative tape that we have going on in the background of our brain. And that's another thing that we need to do is, uh, but, you know, but there's a lot of things, you know, the Rambam talks about when a person is down, go look at beautiful things, go take a, a walk into the forest. Um, you know, um, w- w- if I get into a funk, sometimes what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the, into the mall and I'll, i look at pretty things in the, in the, uh, in the show windows of uh, art, or you know, these souvenir stores have these beautiful little things that you can buy, and just look at beauty, and 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 just look at beauty, or or get online and watch a clip on you know the wonders of nature, or and um, and just kind of just have some interaction. But but what happens when a person's down is they don't want to talk to anybody, which is exactly what they need to do. Mm. And so the interesting thing is, is like what what happens when a person's down uh, is they they've got to go do something, but they don't feel like doing something. That's why they're depressed. There was a there's a popular Israeli song many years ago that said, uh, "I don't feel like going and I don't feel like staying." <laughs> so that's like really depressed. And uh, the the only way to do it is to just do it. I don't feel like talking to somebody make a phone call and get out of yourself you know i don't feel like getting out of the house i want to stay in bed you got to pull yourself out of bed and just do something something and 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 it would even be better if you would do something contributive like if if someone said to me they were feeling depressed i would encourage them to go to the Yehuda uh, market the fruit and vegetable market there's surely some elderly person there that's dragging their bags, you know, with with a lot of uh, effort and go help them. You'll see that smile on their face and, and that'll break your state. Mm. You know, uh, the other day I was uh, walking in the street and I saw this old Sephardic woman asking for money, raising money for herself. So I, I, I gave her a twenty dollar. I, I gave not twenty. I don't have dollars. I gave her a twenty shekel bill. And she was so excited. I mean, like she's getting like half shekels, shekels. I don't know what she's getting. She had a smile on her face that made my day. She was just so excited about this. And she said, she waved it in the air. And she said, wow, thank you so much. She started profusely blessing me. It, it you know, it, 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 I, I think that that could give people more than maybe sometimes a, a session in therapy.
0: Yeah, you might have gotten more than she got, but as far as the 20 shekel was a good investment just for a big pick me up and helping someone else.
1: Well, the funny thing is, the next week I saw her in the street and I said, you know, I'm going to give her 50 shekels. I gave her 50 shekels and she barely acknowledged it. I don't think she knows what a 50 shekel lo- looks like. <laughs> I don't think she knew what it was. <laughs> so it was funny.
0: What's so interesting about what you're sharing is, is that first of all, getting to the root of the problem. If you keep clipping off the top but not getting to the root, then you're not going to see progress. And the root of the problem is the state of mind, which is often we think of as more passive situation. And yet the response to it is all these active things, meaning it's action. In order to break that state of mind, it's do something, dance, treadmill, uh, turn, you know, go to a place where you'll you, there's a better atmosphere, like you know, going to a good comedian. Or as you were saying, um, the passive thing is is listening to ourselves the active thing is talking to myself what do i want what would be good for me to hear and that's such an interesting i think a powerful understanding um, of how to get ourselves out of this rut is that if i'm going to continue in a passive mode and just let whatever is going to happen to me happen to me i will probably continue feeling down negative depressed critical complaining but if i want to break it i have to be proactive and go into an active mode and that can be all the difference when i can actually successfully make a change
1: And and, and the hard thing is you're going to have to do what you exactly don't feel like doing. Like when you're depressed, you don't feel like talking to anybody, but that's exactly what you need to do. When you're depressed, you lie in bed and, and you just got to get up and just do something. Even if you just go for a walk, keep your body moving because you could change your state by just the movement of your body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but if you get into this static place where you're not moving and you're just lying there and you're just thinking about all the bad things that are happening in your life, and 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 then you could have a friend talk to you about it. But sometimes it's really it's not about talking about it because um, there's an interesting idea that Rev Cook explains. The Talmud says, "Of tiftach pele satan." Don't open up your mouth to the Satan, you know, the the satanical powers. And um, and so a rough cook explains that to mean that, you know, sometimes people think that you you have to talk it out, but you might actually be talking it in, mm. you know, by talking about it. They, sometimes, you, you know, you're so upset about what happened to work today. So you're going to tell your spouse sometimes that's good you're talking it out but actually sometimes you're talking too much about it and now you're talking it in and you're just remembering more and more what he said and, and how he t- treated you and how he's done this before and 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 maybe the best thing is just don't just let go of it just let go of it so Altif tiftah satan of Cook says that sometimes, Talking it out is actually not talking it out, but talking it in. The, and the satan is another name for your Yetzirah and your Yetzirah is trying to get you to talk so much about it that you be some, you become so obsessed and so immersed in your problems that, you know, and that's, that's part of what positive psychology is all about. You know, that the, one of the big, you know, nuances of positive psychology is rather than going to a therapist and talking about what's wrong with your life. How about going to a therapist and talking about what's right about your life? And how about actually the therapist giving you homework to go out and do some good for somebody else? Mm -hmm. Because very often the reason why we feel so bad about ourselves is because we are stuck in ourselves and we are much happier when we get outside of ourselves and become part of something greater.
0: Mm. But it really takes a certain mind space. I think one is to realize that I'm, too focused on myself right now and my problems. And if I would actually go outside of myself, I could be a happier person, meaning that realization, because I think so often we can be in a rut or we can be in this negative space. And I know it doesn't feel good. It's not where I want to be, but I don't realize what you're talking about, like that state of mind that I'm in, that's creating it. And if I can't recognize that there's a whole state of mind that's creating it, then it will be very hard to change that state of mind.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm a big believer that you know, through acts of kindness, even little acts of kindness will give you a boost. It's actually there, there's actually a, a whole thing called the chemistry of kindness. That when a person does an act of kindness, the, the the brain generates dopamine, which is like a joy juice. You get the squirt of dopamine. But they have also shown that when you witness an act of kindness, it also stimulates your brain to give you a shot of this joy juice called dopamine and uh, it's quite an interesting thing you know if you want to feel good you got to go do some good and so if a person's feeling bad they have to ask themselves you know you got to do an act of kindness you know on my way here right now to have this podcast i met one of my students and i actually been meaning to send them a whatsapp because he's just a shining kid he's just something really shining about him So I said, you know, I wanted to write you, but you're here. So I want to let you know there's something about you that shines. You just got a likable character. And he was so touched by that. He says, you can't imagine what that means to me that you're saying this to me. Mm -hmm. And and he felt great and I felt great that I was able to help him feel great. And it's only a win-win, you know, kindness is a win-win.
0: These are fantastic examples because they're the day-to-day kind of thing where, again, it seems like you're giving to someone else. You're giving that lady the 20 shekel. You're giving this guy a nice compliment. But in the end, that giving creates a certain joy that comes back to you, meaning to me, I come out feeling more joyful and more out of myself, which is what also brings joy.
1: Look, one, 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 of, my, uh, one of my habits, a good habit, I think, is whenever I meet a student, I always make sure that I give them some positive feedback and I, I don't make it up. I mean, genuine positive feedback. And, and, and I, you could just see how these, these, well, I'm working, the students I have in my Shiva are 18 year olds. And it just see like, they're, they're so touched by a uh, uh, feedback. You know, I appreciate you're really an evolved guy or you're really focused in class and it's really great. And I love that question you asked the other day. And it's unbelievable. It's like almost like watering a desert there. You just feel so many of these boys are not used to being complimented, Hmm. you know? And again, I'm I'm not saying you should be flattering a person with lies. I'm saying, you know, find genuine ways to boost a person and give them a, you know, and give them a, a kind word.
0: Hmm. It's very motivating. So that brings me to my next question then, because Sometimes a person can, I guess what I'd call, get into a bad habit of negativity where they're find that they're criticizing people a lot or they're complaining a lot. Um, and as much as what you're sharing, and it's true how important it is to find the good and share the good, and it's there because you're not making it up, as you're saying. And it also comes back to make you feel good when you do that. When people, And this can happen sometimes, unfortunate marriages or with parents with their children or at work where a person just is constantly focusing on the negative and criticizing. And it almost, I say again, say it can become almost a bad habit. How can someone get out of that? To Because I think when, as I think about it in the way you're sharing it, it creates a negative environment around them. But if I'm going to always be criticizing and complaining, then I end up being an unhappy person inside.
1: Look, you know, you're basically becoming your own enemy because you're filling yourself up with negativity. And uh, you know, one of the, I, I try not to, say negative things, you know, uh, you know, let's say I'm walking down the street let's say a person's walking down the street and they see this ugly, dirty cat, you know, why do you have to turn to your friends? And say, wow. Look at that ugly, dirty cat. What for, what a waste of words to just notice something negative and then add to it some commentary to make it even more stand out in your life. And so, you know, people, they're at a restaurant, uh, you know, they say they're, 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 there's these two uh, boobies, these two grandmothers, and they're in the Catskills in, at a hotel. And one is complaining about the food. And she says, the food here is terrible and the portions are so small, <laughs> you know, like she wants a bigger portion of terrible food. It's like, why do you, you know, it's like the, the interesting thing is yeah. that when you taste something good and you say, wow, this is good, you actually enjoy it more. And when you taste something good and you say to a person next to you, isn't this food good? you enjoy even more than when you just said it to yourself. It's a known thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but when you have something bad and you say to yourself, oh, this is really bad. Wait, what, what for? And then you say, isn't this food bad? You're just bringing into focus the negative by putting a word on it. And so what a waste of words, you know what if we only have a budget of certain amount of words that we've been given for our lives? And we realize that we wasted a bunch of these words. We were given like, let's say, you know, a few million words and, uh, you know, and, and we use those words for negativity, for criticism, for, for speaking, you know, badly about other people. What a waste of words, you know, Hashem created the world with words. And I think there's a moral lesson in that, that we, too, create our world with words.
0: Mm, That's powerful, which means if I'm going to be using words to criticize and talking about the negative, then I'm creating a world that I live in that is negative. And if I can create uh, focus on the positive and the good things that I like, then I create a world that's positive and good.
1: But not just notice the positive, but 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 talk about it Mm. again. Put it into words. And identify it in, in, in words. Um, you know, if you're feeling happy, then say to yourself, you know, I'm really feeling happy right now. That makes it more concretized and makes it more accessible and tangible mm-hmm. by putting it into words. And, and I imagine the,
0: saying it, I'll feel happier than I did even before I said it.
1: That's right. That's right. And so, you know, the, the human being is referred to as a midaber, the speaker. It's very interesting. You know, we have domem. Which is uh, uh, which is uh, rocks, and the uh, the word domain actually also means silence. And then you have vegetables, which is called semach, and then you have animals, which are called chai. But the human being, for some reason, is called midaber, which is the speaker. And and that must be telling us that what's unique about us is that we speak, and and that's where everything changes. It's what you talk about is where you are. Mm. And we have to be much more careful with, about what we talk about, who we talk about, what we talk about, about, and what we should. And I think a, a lot of life is about what not to say. You know, a lot of times people are just not careful in editing. You know, like, why do you need to say that? Why did you bring that up? Not only it's hurtful to them, it, it just draws you into a negative space.
0: Hmm. Well, what you're making me realize too, and this really again pulls back to the first point you made is you have to know what's the background state of mind. And if I recognize, and this is the first step, recognize that I tend to talk about the negative or focus on the negative. If I don't make a conscious choice to make a change, then the default mode will be that will continue. And I'm creating a negative space in which I live. And again, even sending that energy out to those around me. But the more that I realize, as I'm saying, and it, the, the way I talk it out is obviously also an expression of my mind space. So that state of mind, the more I can work on that state of mind, but it has to be a mindful working on my state of mind, a conscious decision, um, the more than I speak out positive things and the more I'm noticing, I guess it probably goes both directions. I'm also noticing more of the positive, but I'm creating more of the life that most of us, I'd imagine, would say we actually want.
1: Yeah, you know, really, the 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 beginning of change is to take control of your mouth, Hmm.
0: and that's something that we do have control over. So I really appreciate because I think a lot of the tips you're saying. Sometimes we say, "How can I change a whole mind space?" But what you're saying, and again, really, all the examples apply to all the aspects of negativity. Is there's things you can do, and when it's something like, again, maybe it's harder for me to process my monitor my thoughts, but I can monitor more what comes out of my mouth, maybe what I actually say. So the more we can focus on what we can do to make a change in any negativity that is within us and coming out of us, ultimately the happier we all will be. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel.